You are Locked On Cubs, your daily Chicago Cubs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Cubs fans, and welcome to Locked On Cubs. I'm your host, Joe Kilgallen. You can follow me on Twitter. That's simply at Joe Kilgallen. Give this podcast a follow as well. That's at Locked On Cubs. How are we feeling? How about it, Cubs fans? It's over. It is over. The 11-game losing streak has been snapped. The longest losing streak in the history of the National League is over, and the celebration begins. Of course, that is not the longest losing streak. I just wanted to channel my inner Pat Hughes whenever I get a chance. But, yeah, let's celebrate a little bit. The Cubs have they finally got a W. Their first win since the combined no-hitter they threw. This is funny. It is actually funny to say it out loud. The first W since the combined no-hitter against the Los Angeles Dodgers. Do you remember how great that night felt? To have Zach Davies, Ryan Tapera, Andrew Chafin, and Craig Kimbrell all combined to no-hit the Los Angeles Dodgers, one of the best offenses in the National League, in all of baseball, really. In Los Angeles, they did that. Incredible night. We we beat Walker Bueller, one, their best pitcher and one of the best pitchers in the league. Pretty easy. We scored four runs off him. You get four runs off a team's ace. You're feeling great. And then we go on to lose 11 in a row. Fall to fourth place. Couple games under 500. Whole team's going to be traded soon. What a turn. What a turn of events that is. But we're going to try to enjoy it, right? You got to try to enjoy the little things in life and beating the Philadelphia Phillies by a score of eight to three last night at Wrigley Field was amazing. We're, I'm going to be recapping that game, talking some trade implications. I had a little crossover segment I'm going to share with you with the host of Lockdown Phillies, Dan Wilson. So that'll be a little fun for you to hear, I hope. Also, I'm going to give some Twitter shout outs, some shout outs to some uh, fans who've been interacting a lot with me on Twitter, and I appreciate you. If I didn't mention your name, I will next time. I'm giving out five names. It was something I was doing a little bit earlier that I kind of got away from, and I don't like that. I want to continue to keep you know, recognizing some of the great people out there who make the experience more fun. So I appreciate all of you. I'm grateful for all of you listening, even the ones who aren't on Twitter. You're probably the most sane because you don't have to deal with Cubs Twitter sometimes. I'm kidding. I love you guys. I appreciate all of you. This episode is brought to you by Locked On MLB Prospects. It's MLB draft season, and the Lockdown MLB Prospects podcast, that's almost a tongue twister, is covering every future star of the MLB. Host Aram Layton brings to you player interviews and farm system breakdowns, so subscribe to Lockdown MLB Prospects on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Cubs fans, sadly, will have to be really digging deep into some farm systems to really uh figure out the trade market that's coming, but let's let's focus on the good, like I said before. The Cubs did win 8-3. to three. Some news before the game was that Cubs pitcher Jake Garrietta was going to be placed on the IL. They called Corey Abbott from AAA Iowa, a guy who I hope we get an extended look at. A lot of people like Corey Abbott's stuff. Some people are like, mm, he's a fringe major leaguer, and they're not really sure. Maybe a back-of-the-rotation guy, potentially, but those Pictures like that has some value, so let's give him a look. This is not surprising, though, to anybody about Jake's status. I called it on the podcast yesterday. I said, here's what I think is going to happen. They're going to come up with that phantom injury. It wasn't some bold prediction by me. A lot of people saw this coming. Some people thought, hey, why even bother? Just cut him. DFA Jake. 
It's what I saw a lot of from fans on sports radio and again on, in the world of social media. And I understand it. Totally understand it. He has not been good. In the same regard, though, I'm glad they did it this way. And I know a lot of people are thinking they're just doing this for, for him to save face. Yeah, that's exactly what they're doing. This isn't a mystery. I know manager David Ross came out and said that it's been bothering him for a while now. And maybe there's some truth to that. Who knows? That's a whole nother thing. If, if his hamstring was bothering, why was he going out there every fifth day getting shelled then? I don't know what it is. I don't care. I think he's been pitching bad and that's why he's going down. Maybe his hamstring has been bothering him, but it, you know, it doesn't, I don't think it's changed anything. So I don't even believe that it's bothering him. I think it's, I think it's, yeah, I think it's what we all think it is. They're just, they, he can't be pitching the way he's been pitching. So they're not going to just say, Hey, we're getting rid of you, but I think they're going to do what I suggested yesterday. Clearly they'd listen to the lockdown Cubs podcast. And my suggestion was, Hey, let this guy sit out a couple weeks, get his mind, right? Look over some film, try to figure out what's going on with his mechanics because, you know, I know his stuff really isn't what it used to be, but he still hits 92, 93. The curveball's above average. Every other pitch is, like, really, really bad. So, as far as, like, metrics go, you know, if you're into the stat cast stuff, it, it rates out pretty poorly. Let him sit out a few weeks. Then, when he's like, all right, I want to give it another go, let him go to South Bend for a start. Let him go to Tennessee. Let him go to Des Moines kind of work his way back. And you know what's fun for the for that aspect of it? Here's a tradition that I love. Major League Baseball players, especially the ones who make the big bucks, the big cheddar, when they go down to play in minor league stadiums for rehab stints or whatever, they pick up the tap. They take the team out. They also get dinner. So these guys are eating steaks, right? They're going to go to the best steakhouse in Des Moines. They put out a nice spread before the game too. They get the best apps. We're to, oh, you want some chicken wings? You want, you want some wings? Yeah, we'll get all the different kinds of dipping sauces. It's, it's me, Jake. I'm taking care of it. And that's nice for the players. And then the fans in those cities, you, you know, live in Des Moines. You're like, oh, this is great. I get to see Jake Arrieta. I know he's not the Jake Arrieta who went 2-0 in the World Series. But still, this is a guy who's a Cy Young winner. Maybe I could get my picture taken with him after the game. Maybe I could get a signed autograph. See, that's a fun thing. See, it's, it's good for everybody. Helps the economy. Hurts nobody. You got to love that. All right, let's talk about the game that was. Again, the Cubs won by a score of 8-3. to three. Top to bottom, one of the better games I've seen out of this Cubs team in a long time. I know that is the understatement of the year when you're talking about a team that's lost 11 in a row. But it was, you know, they haven't had an offensive showing like this in a while. Now, I know they put up 10 runs yesterday and they had that seven spot in Milwaukee. But this was like clean Hard hit balls, just they looked really sharp overall. Let's look at the box score. Jock Peterson leading off for the Cubs. He was two for four at the top, RBI, scored two runs, looked pretty good at the plate. Chris Bryant, I didn't mention this, Chris Bryant left with hamstring tightness. If you're listening to this in the morning, late on Wednesday night, Chris Bryant said it was totally precautionary. It was just a little bit of a cramp. And my hand's fine from sliding back in a second. He, he had a play where he was sliding back in a second. He almost got doubled off on a line drive that Wilson Contreras hit up the middle. And the infielder, I, who I believe was, was it Didi or was it Segura? One of them stepped on his hand. And the fans at first were like, oh, did he just break a finger? And he was safe. He got back in time. He said if it was 
up to him, he would have stayed in the game, but the team was just being a little bit cautious. I, I totally understand that. Again, sadly, he is a trade chip, and they don't want to mess with that, I'm sure. I'm sure that's some of the thinking was in there. But Wisdom takes over for him, which we know we love his glove and his bat, too. He goes one for two with a two-RBI double, really putting the game out of reach because the Cubs started off with a 5 nothing lead. They had that brief little rain delay. We all know how much the Cubs love playing after brief little rain delays. It's a little call back to November 2nd of 2016. The Cubs then, uh, you know, they gave up a couple runs, though. It was 5-3 after that. Alec Mills overall was very good, though. He gives up three earned runs and five and two-thirds, so he pitched into the sixth. Five hits, five Ks, one walk. Gave up the two-run homer to Andrew McCutcheon, who just loves killing the Cubs, McCutcheon. Whether he was a Pirate or a Philly, I know he was a Yankee and a Giant briefly, but when he when he plays in the state of Pennsylvania, he is a Cub killer, that Andrew McCutcheon. Rex Brothers, then uh, he closed out the sixth inning. Andrew Chafin went two innings, two Ks, no runs, no hits. Got to love what the Sheriff brings to the table. And Kimbrell doesn't, I mean, technically close it out, but it wasn't a save situation. He goes uh, one inning, gives up one hit, struck out one, ERA 0.57. He will be the big prize for whatever team decides to go for it uh, soon. Really, It really could happen at any given moment. I almost burped. I did. I did a little burp. It was a little baby burp. You guys can't be too mad about that. I had a beer earlier. Don't judge me. All right. Um, so uh, Kimbrell, yeah, his first uh, appearance in a long time when you're losing 11 straight games, really, you don't see too much of the closer, but it was good that he got out there, even if it was a non-safe situation. He, he's got to get the work in. Otherwise, that bullpen job, which is already a sweet gig, being a bullpen pitcher. Think about it. You're hanging out with your buddies for six, seven innings, just joking around. Right, being silly, and then you and then you go in there and get a couple outs, and you, and you go back into the dugout and hang out with your other buddies. What a sweet ride! I should mention, I don't believe I did. Javier Baez was scratched from the lineup late with a thumb injury. Not really sure what happened there. He had a bruised thumb earlier in the season. I don't know if it's like a lingering thing. The thumb's a tricky one. It's it's a it's a tricky little appendage that thumb. So you gotta be careful with that. Who knows? Maybe before the game they were bored. He was playing a little. One, two, three, four, I declare a thumb war. You know, maybe he's playing with, who looks like they got a big thumb on the Cubs? Chafin? Maybe him and Chafin were going at it. And he, you know, was they're doing a best two out of three, which you got to do. And he didn't want to get swept. And so Chafin really put the thumb down real hard. And he hurt Javi. You're not, that's not going to make the paper, but it's fun to speculate. It really is. RockAuto.com, everybody. Let's talk about this. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. And with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions? Like, hey, what's going on with your car here? And you're like, dude, I don't know. I brought it to you. You're the guy wearing a red shirt, my man. Why are you bothering me? All right? So save time and money when you use Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers like yourself for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. So here's what you want to do. You want to go to rockauto.com right now. Pause the podcast. Head on over there. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Fully Loaded Chew. Today's episode is brought to you by Fully Loaded Chew. Fully Loaded Chew is tobacco-free long-cut and pouches that give you the same 
pack, dip, spit, and buzz you're used to without the tobacco. Available in nine flavors. Nine flavors. Fully Loaded Chew is made with all food-grade ingredients, and it's tobacco-free nicotine, which is the purest form of nicotine available. Do you know that? So if you chew, this is this is the stuff for you, okay? You don't want to be messing around with that other stuff anymore, okay? Let's step up the game, all right? Step up the game because it is one of the finest products out there, and it's, you know, it's, it's pure-cut nicotine. Okay, again, that is that's the best that's the best out there. All right, so let's not mess around. So Fully Loaded Chew is offering Lockdown Team listeners a special offer. Right now you could try a can for just a buck. That's right, for just one dollar. Go to fullyloadedchew.com and use promo code Lockdown, just one dollar and free shipping if you use the code Lockdown at checkout. So next time you go for a dip, make it fully loaded chew, fullyloadedchew.com. All right, I did mention that I wanted to give some shout outs to some of the, the cooler people who've been interacting and so many cool people out there. So I'm, I'm definitely going to miss some names, but I'll try to get you next time. Shout out to Michael Jones. Really appreciate uh, you listening to the podcast and hit me up on Twitter. Colton 97, Caesar Ozuna, Cubs and Bears 1685, and uh, Santana. I can't even read my own writing. <laughs> this is hilarious. I am so bad at that. Santino Thomas, everyone. Mr. Soprano 21. So I, I, again, I'm, I'm missing a lot of names, but I'll, I'll get you. I'll get you. I see you out there. I appreciate you out there. These are just the five names I got to right now. I wrote them down on paper so I know I could check them off. So I'm not repeating names all the time, but I'll come back to you. I'll come back to you if you're, if you're out there. I'll give you more than one shout out, right? So Javi did miss the game. Let's get the rest of the box score real quickly for you all in case you were not uh, privy to watching the game on the Marquee Sports Network. The Cubs, uh, yeah, I mentioned the, the pitching already. Here's how the rest of the lineup played out. Rizzo had a big game, two for four. He drove in a run with a triple. You know, he's bragging about that speed in the clubhouse. Got to love Rizzo. One for four was Contreras with an RBI. He caught, and he hit the ball hard, too, a few times. He caught a great game behind the plate, too. Jason Hayward got the scoring started with an RBI single up the middle. Nico Horner, two for four with an RBI. Love his plate approach. I really... The lineup just looks different when Nico is, is playing well. He is hitting 337 on the season with an 814 OPS. Hasn't really shown any power, but the singles, some doubles here or there, that's what you like to see. I think the power will develop a little bit more as he gets more comfortable at this level. Now, we forget with Nico Horner, he was brought up in emergency situation in 2019. Javi Bias had gone down with an injury, and we needed something. We weren't really getting much. Remember Daniel Descalso, right? There wasn't a whole lot happening right there. Addison Russell ended up becoming a terrible person. So they called up Nico, who was only drafted in June of 2018. We forget it. It's the 2021 season. He was drafted in 2018. So, I mean, he should have made his, you know, if 2020 was a normal year, he probably would have came up in the second half of last year. But he never got a full minor league system, Nico, because his first year in the minors, which was 2019, he had an injury. So they brought him up, and he had three home runs in those final three weeks he was up. So he showed some pop. He showed the ability to turn on an inside fastball. And then 2020, the pandemic season, was just a weird year. He never really got off to a good start. Jason Kipnis, you know, he made more of the appearances at second base for the Cubs that season. But wanted to give Nico a shout-out because I really do love his plate approach. Ortega was one for four. He drove in a run. Alcantara had a rough day at the plate, going 0 for four with one strikeout. Millsy 0 for two. And Hap had a walk, pinch hitting. 
And Mariznik, uh, I think he popped up. I remember watching Mariznik's plate appearance. So there's your box score for the Cubs, who are now 42 and 44 on the season. I'm sorry, I take that back there. 43 and 44 on the season. The Brewers split their doubleheader. So the Cubs at present are eight and a half games back still in the NL Central. A lot of weirder things have happened, but I believe we all see the writing on the wall. Now, I had a poll question that I referenced on the podcast yesterday in which I asked Cubs fans, this was a Twitter poll question, what would you want to see happen of these two things? Full-on bottom-out rebuild or spend money in the offseason to compete in 2022 like a big market? And I'm shocked. I was a little bit shocked. I would have thought that... It would I, I don't know. I, I'll, I'll just read you the results right here. I could get the exact vote total as well. So out of 272 votes, so not the biggest of sample sizes, the two choices were spend like a big market, rebuild, go young, in terms of what you want to happen in 2022. 57% said spend like a big market. 43% said rebuild, go young. Now, I was surprised by that take. I really was. I totally thought it would have been like 75% saying spend like a big market. I'm, yeah, I'm a little bit shocked, quite frankly. And I think, I think it was because of Theo and how great the first rebuild went that Cubs fans just think that's how rebuilds go now. I'm not saying Judd's not capable, but I'm sorry. I just, I don't like it. I think, yeah, that's the question I asked. I go, was it because of how great that first rebuild went that fans just think we got to rebuild now? Let's just do that. That doesn't happen often. It really doesn't. There are teams that do the rebuild correctly too. Whereas a fan, you're like, I trust this process. They're they're making the right moves. They're developing the right, they're drafting well. They're doing all these things and you could still end up empty. Just think back to the 2015 NLCS between the Cubs and Mets. The Mets swept us. And the whole media narrative was, well, the Mets decided to rebuild through pitching. The Cubs decided to rebuild through hitting. And we all know good pitching beats good hitting. And everyone was patting the Mets on the back. The Mets did it the right way. And, and oh, you know, Theo's a genius, but, hey, they just got swept. He's going to have to go back to the drawing board. And the Mets, the next year in 2016, lost in the wildcard game. We won the World Series. The Mets haven't sniffed the playoffs since. I think they'll make it this year because they're playing in a very weak NL East, which I will be talking a little bit about the East in the final segment. I'll be sharing with you from the Lockdown Phillies crossover that I did. I like to call it a little Dick Wolf crossover event like they do with all those Chicago shows. So it's interesting to see, Cubs fans. There's going to be more and more trade speculation. I speculated that Rizzo would be a Boston Red Sox, and a lot of people were not happy about that. And, and look, just to reiterate, I don't want this. You, you think I want this? Anthony Rizzo follows me on Twitter. You know how cool that is to have a Chicago Cub player follow me on Twitter? If he gets traded, he has a Boston Red Sox following me on Twitter. That's not as cool. Cubs are cooler. So trust me when I say that I would love it. I do think the team needs to change it up, though. You can't just bring the same. You know, I, I do not support the idea of bringing all big th- of the big three, Rizzo, Javi, and, and Bryant. I love Javi, but I think it's time to move on. I think they could go in a different direction there. Bryant, I want to keep, and I want to keep Rizzo. You could argue with me on that if you want. Tweet at me, Joe, you're crazy. It should be Javi and Bryant. It should be this and this. We'll talk. I'll have a fun conversation with you. As long as you're sane about it, 
I do have to mention that. I got into it with someone today on Twitter who I won't mention their name. No need for that. But he, he accused me. It was on the Lockdown Cubs uh, Twitter page. He accused me of not being real and being a bot, which I thought was funny. I'm like, dude, just click on the profile. You see I'm host. I'm, I'm a real person. My name's Joe. How you doing? But he, I was, I was a friend of the show's a friend of mine, Danny Rocket, who hosts the San Ranto podcast. A little shout out for you, bud. He had a tweet about how there's the, a lot of empty seats today at the game, and the the announced attendance was twenty eight thousand. The night before was thirty thousand. So there's definitely some interest being lost, I imagine, which I think is kind of a good thing because then maybe ownership is like, hey, we better start investing back in this team. I think it's a good thing. And I just and he commented with. I was there, you know, a couple of weeks ago, and the place was absolutely packed. Now, I wasn't doubting that it was packed. I was adding to what he was saying by saying, "packed but not sold out." They haven't gotten to forty thousand yet this year, and I was kind of just adding that to kind of like, you know, I'm continuing the conversation. There was no disagreement. There was no attack. But this dude responded like I was some crazy person. Like, how dare you? Why are you? Why are you trying to have a debate? Why are you fighting me? And I'm like, dude, what? I go, no, I legitimately then apologize. I'm like, no, I'm sorry, man. That's not what I was trying to do here. You know, a lot of people are reading this Twitter thread. This wasn't just like, you know, I'm not DMing you. Like, what are you talking about? And then, and then it just it went haywire. So anyway, I'll gladly debate people if it's like legit debate and, you know, if we're being civil and have a good time. You guys want to have the conversation. Let's do it. But, you know, just let's not be crazy about it. Like, I don't know. Maybe he's having a bad day. If you're having a bad day, I take back what I just said. You're not a crazy person. People make mistakes. You just definitely did not understand what I was trying to do with that at all. And it's Twitter. Things aren't always clear. It happens. What could you do, right? Bet online, everyone. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and UFC MMA action. You got the big McGregor Poirier fight happening this weekend. So before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the greatest sporting news information. Sign up for bonuses and contest information. Do not sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get in on the action. Head to the website and or your mobile device. You could use both and sign up today to receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your sports, your online sports book experts. Promo code Lockdown. Uh, in terms of where the Cubs are as a whole, Jake Arrieta, it, it, I mean, it was it was nice as a Phillies fan to see them light up Jake Arrieta because usually when pitchers leave the Phillies, they become a, a lot better when they leave. And I did notice Jake Arrieta at the beginning of the season pitching well. And you're like, is it really just the Phillies curse? Do guys come here and this is where pitchers' careers come to got to die and they leave Cole Irvin now with the A's pitching pretty well. Nick Pavetta with the Red Sox pretty well. Never figured it out here, figuring it out. Well, Wheeler by the places. Back. Wheeler, Wheeler, Zach Wheeler has been the exception to the rule, and he's having a tremendous season all-star. He's pitching tonight. We'll get to him kind of in a minute. And that's the one where, like, Mets fans can't figure out how he became so good when he left them. So maybe it's just a change of scenery thing. It, it oftentimes seems like leaving the Phillies is the big help that's needed. In the case of Zach Wheeler, uh, he, he's been phenomenal and has by far been the highlight of the Phillies season thus far. Uh, it is very rare what you what you've seen the past two nights, which is the Phillies offense exploding on back to back nights, 13 runs on Monday, usually, especially for the 2021 20, fills. That means they're coming back with like one run the following night. They come back with 15 runs. As you mentioned, the Cubs score 10, a lot of them in garbage time, kind of a weird game game that took a while. Jake Arrieta allowing seven runs, getting bounced out 
in the second inning. Uh, the Phillies, as I was mentioning to you uh, before we started recording, it's a weird trend that I found that I tweeted last night, which is that they've started every single month hot. Beginning of April, they went five and one. Beginning of May, they went on a five-game winning streak. Beginning of June, they played pretty well. And now we're in the beginning of July, and they took two or three from the Padres and had probably their two, I don't know about the two best offensive nights of the season, but certainly two of like the top three to five nights of their season on back-to-back nights at Wrigley. They're 17 and five in the first week of months and 24 and 37 otherwise. Now, I don't know what to attribute to that other than we kind of do every four weeks on like a recurring cycle. We kind of do this thing as Phillies fans or the team where it's like, ah, is this team good enough? Should this team be buyers or sellers at the trade deadline? Now, the difference between the Cubs and the Phillies, you're mentioning all these prospects that might come up and they could be good in a year or two. The Phillies farm system is not good. They have very few things actually to sell off the whole buyers or sellers debate. The more I think about it, I don't even know what they would necessarily sell off. Like, I don't think they can go after a big piece. Someone, there was an article recently about whether they would make a run. And I'll ask you this in a second, whether you think a guy like Javier Baez survives the trade deadline, if the Cubs still keep skidding here, but it's like, would you go after someone like that? I'm like, I don't know who the Cubs would want for the final, like they could probably get a better offer for him, even if it's the remaining two months on an expiring deal. So I'll ask you the same question. What should the Cubs do at the trade deadline? Does a guy like Baez or any of the other one-year deal guys survive the deadline here? And I mean, the way you're talking right now is this entire season, was this 11-game losing streak enough to be an entire wash on the year? Because it's so easy in a baseball season, similar to what's going on with the Phillies right now, to buy in based upon a week or two and say like, well, there's some good stuff there. I've just seen too many devastating losses and too much bad baseball from the Phillies this season that I'm not quite buying in yet, even if they light up the Cubs for 10 runs each, each of the next two nights. Well, I try to be one of those optimistic, think positive type of fans because I'm a little bit of a nut and everything else. Uh, but 11 game losing streak at the worst possible time. The Cubs players themselves kind of took on like uh, the movie Major League where ownership, they believe that ownership wasn't trying to win this year. I mean, how could you? think they're trying to win when you trade off you Darvish non-tender Kyle Schwarber they cut payroll the payroll was about 210 million for 2020 and it was prorated so they have to even pay all that and then they they're like 155 now so they that's a big almost 60 million dollar cut right there not one player was extended during, during spring training which was surprising to a lot of fans we thought the very least Anthony Rizzo would have gotten extended this is a guy that's been with the organization since the start of the previous rebuild in 2012 when Theo Epstein took over it was one of Theo Epstein's first moves was getting Anthony Rizzo a great trade that obviously paid off few time all-star gold glove world series champ and he's done everything right you couldn't choose someone better to represent your organization than Anthony Rizzo on his spare t- in his spare time he visits sick kids in the hospital He's given millions of millions of dollars to the Children's Hospital in Chicago. Just, you know, never in any trouble off the field, he, all he that was, kind of stuff. He Perfect. was a big face in the, uh, was it the Parkland shooting in Florida? Yes, that was his yeah, because that was school. his yeah. high school. Yeah, you know, a big face of the organization guy. It's worked out, obviously. Obviously, right? And he gave them a pretty team-friendly extension when he was like 23 years old. So he, his original offer, ask was fairly, was in a pretty good range. I mean, comparing what Goldschmidt got, you know, Goldschmidt's had a better career overall in that time period, but not that much better. He wanted originally, I think that he would have signed for five years, 90. Now he's having a, a rough year. And a lot of people are like, well, he's not going to get 18 million a season anywhere else. 
So he should just take what the Cubs are going to give him. And I'm thinking he's insulted and probably won't take that. Uh, so yeah, going into this year, the Cubs players themselves were like, we're going to win in spite of ownership's wishes. Then once the losing streak started, everything you could watching this team over the last 11 games, you see a team that is putting pressure on themselves. They're trying to hit a grand slam when there's no one on base. That's what it really lot, looks yeah. like. And I think they're going to start selling off. And I do think the season is unfortunately one that is not going to result in playoffs. Um, usually I try to be like, Hey, we're not mathematically eliminated yet. I try to be that guy, but I believe they're going to trade everyone. But I, I say this, I would love for Chris Bryant to be a cub long-term. The guys played six different positions for us without complaint. Um, before a, a bad slide in June was in the MVP conversation. So I would love for us to trade him, get the best package we could, and then go out and sign him back in the off season, the way like the Yankees did with Chapman in 2016. I mean, it doesn't happen that often in baseball, but it's, it's happened a few times. I would love for them to kind of play that type of chess, but I don't know if it's going to happen because he might, some of these guys might want to move on. They might've saw how much fun Schwarber was having hitting home runs in Washington thinking, Hey, maybe I need to change the scenery too. All right, that has been the podcast. Thank you for checking out Locked On Cubs. You guys are all the best. Go Cubs. Check out Locked On Today, everybody. Get all your sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you listen to your podcasts.